Hello, welcome to the Thinkful Podcast, the podcast where three friends who had their dreams be professional footballers dashed away as children when one of Berkeley's confined to a wheelchair and the other two discovered food have their say on the Premier League. Coach Kojo joins us. As always. As always, the ever-present Coach Kojo, of course, is here. I am here, Cable, your host. What? You're slacking, man. I'm not slacking. You're slacking. I'm not slacking. You usually have two guests. Yeah, I have one guest, but You're this, slacking, this, is, this is kind of like a special guest. This is a special guest. Yeah, because, you know. Roberto joins us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, Roberto is the co-host of Low Limit Football. He is a journalist as well from America and Paraguay, am I right? Uh, I'm based in the United States. That's where I'm from, but I'm of Paraguayan descent. So, awesome. yeah, that, that's, that's something to make me more simple. In all fairness, my fav- one of my favourite Paraguayan players is Rocky Santa Cruz. South American to- in general. <laughs> You're more Central America, aren't you? Uh, I mean, yeah, to an extent, but I'm more, if I wanted to pick a region where I'm more uh, an expert, or at least my forte, my, my, um, where I'm focused on mainly, it's uh, South American football. Fair honestly. enough, fair enough. Nice. Um, so we're going to get straight into Newcastle, and mm. the reason... <laughs> You are here, sir, to talk about a certain new signing for that team who didn't play because of international reasons or something like is that. It, is it a clearance, is it? International clearance, yeah. I think it's work permit. So what can you tell us about him? Yeah, um, obviously the player you're mentioning is Miguel Admiron. Miguel Admiron signed just last week for uh, Newcastle United for a, rec- a club record fee of £21 million, the most expensive that... A transfer since Michael Owen in 2005, and obviously this is a this is a really exciting transfer. I mean, I, I, if for those that have been following me on Twitter at Roberto Rojas 97, I've been following this transfer so closely. I had initially reported that Newcastle United were had a, had a done deal with Almiron from Atlanta United, but there were still a few things left to be decided. And obviously, um, over the next, I would say month and a half or so, you know, there was always some rumblings about how the deal was going to be broken off and the other clubs are probably going to snatch him away from Newcastle. But in the end, he put pen to paper for a five-year deal and he will wear the number 21 shirt for Robin Benito. So, yeah, in an extent, this is a really, really exciting move and I think this is, there's so much writing on this, honestly. It's not just from the case of a, from a Premier League perspective or a Newcastle perspective or an Atlanta perspective. But I think it's a more of an MLS perspective. And I'll talk to, about that in a bit. But Newcastle fans, here, here's what you're getting with Amidon, honestly. You're getting a player with a good left foot, you know, speed, great dribbling ability, agility, great thinking on and off the ball, you know, a, a quality number 10, you know, that doesn't really even play like a usual one because he could shift into a winger when needed. And that's where he's that versatile and he has that dynamism uh, for him. You know, he's a player that could work hard and, and track back into defense, just as good as he is offensively. You know, good on set pieces, especially on free kicks. Great shots. Uh, you know, while he out the line, of course, I'll talk about that and the weaknesses that the, that the player has. He does, he does look just to win those fouls, but that just shows how important he is to his teammates and how the rivals clearly value him as an important player to, to basically stop. Um, obviously, I think this is a, a wonderful move that, you know, needed to happen uh one of the worries that i have of him going to england uh, maybe the age factor a little bit because you know you're looking at a player who's about to turn 25 in about a few days which in in the collective perspective of how football is is being judged and how the market is nowadays i mean moving to europe at 25 is it's a bit old you know it's nothing like you this know is, south america his, his, his peak moments right 
Exactly, yeah. It's not like you get players that are leaving uh, South America at 19, 18, 19, 20, 21 that could be, that, that could be a work in progress and obviously be fixed within an amount of time, whereas Almiron turning 25, you know, it's, it's, it's make or break for this point. But, you know, I, I think how, how well he'll manage in a league as physical as the Premier League, that's all going to be determined on how well he's suited and how much he's learned over the last few years in Argentina and USA and in Paraguay. Um, you know, I think he can improve his weak right foot, you know, be better in the air. But I think because Rafa Benitez wanted this player on his um, on his wish list for quite some time, then I think this is a player that a lot of people are very excited for. And I'm curious to see how he goes um, in the Premier League, hopefully, and his debut against Wolves on Monday. Um, so I want to ask, in terms of his personality, um, what kind of player will Newcastle be seeing? In terms of, is he a determined player? Is he... High spirited. Um, has been times in Atlanta, maybe where it's been, it hasn't gone well for him, where he's sort of lost a little bit of confidence. What kind of personality is um, Miguel Amiro? I mean, <laughs> you kind of mentioned it there. I haven't spoken to close friends and some family members and, and his agent, Daniel Campos. Um, I mean, Miguel Amiro is one of, probably one of the most humble people I've seen on a football pitch, on and off the pitch, obviously. Um, you know, he has a great personality, you know, he's very humble, um, he's, he, he's calm, he's very guided, he's, you know, he's married as well, he's, he's not really a, um, a person that likes to go out a lot, um, he's usually with his wife, who's been married uh, for a couple years now, you know, and, and yeah, he, he's passionate, he wants to get better, he's, he's self-determined, that's something I think that um, is essentially the personality I mean, is, you know, he's not a... He's not cocky or arrogant or anything like that. Yes, he wants to get better, but I think <laughs> I, I seriously can't think of a better person like me, Alvaro, is on and off the pitch. I mean, from the human perspective, I think he's he's phenomenal, and I, and that just shows how good he is on the pitch. Because that that's always something I always wondered how you know you, you could be so good on the pitch, but then off of it, you're just not this type of person. You're completely different. Where Dad Midon, you're you're getting the best of both worlds, honestly. And you know he's he's learning English. It's not perfect. His level is not exactly the way it should be, but he is improving year after year. Um, and but I I think with a wonderful manager like Rafa Benitez that wants to get the best out of his players, and you know and, and learn tactically as well. Um, this this could be a really good player for for. Um, for Newcastle United, and I think the fans have already adored him already ever since joining the club just a week ago. Um, who knows what he could be able to to achieve and, and win the hearts of of a, of a club that has been through so much over the last few years, and especially this season. How they could, how he um, could guide them back into into the state that they they have been accustomed to for years. I mean, that that's I think that's everything that's that's going to be riding on. Is Trust he? Is he going to hit the ground running or is he going to take time to adjust to the Premier League? I think because he is doing his preseason already at Atlanta and he's also his agent just spoke uh, yesterday about he has like this personal trainer that's helping him with um, specific training sessions considering he didn't get his his work permit um, that didn't allow him to not even train with the team let alone play. So during that time span that he was waiting, he was obviously doing his own training by himself. So I think because he's proved himself in other leagues that are more physical and yes, 
it's hard to compare MLS with the Premier League. It's hard to compare Argentina with the Premier League or Paraguay, for that matter. But I feel like... I think what we see of him and what we've been able to see of him at Atlanta and even before that, I think he brings a lot of pace and, and creativity that I think this Newcastle team desperately you know, need. Mm. I think because of that, I, I, I would go out on a limb and say, yeah, I think he is ready. I think he, yes, it's, I mean, look, we're not going to. We're not going to hammer him if he has, you know, the first two, three games. He's not doing well and he's not asserting passes or, or not doing well. You don't, you don't no. know Newcastle fans. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, but I think from a human element, you, I understand that the cutthroat culture is, is too much. You know, you can go from having a one good game, one day and the fans loving you, and then another day you're mm. awful and you're, you're one of the worst. So he, he just has to... He just has to persevere through that and, and, you know, persevere through adversity and just move forward. I mean, he has to get his, his hands dirty, essentially. He has to work hard and, and do well. So if, if you want if you want to put a, a gun towards me and ask me if, you, if I think uh, he's going to uh, adapt well to the Premier League, yes, I, I think he is. I think he has the potential to do so. Um, that's awesome. I, like, I, I, I get excited when we see a new talent come to the Premier League from... A place that we haven't really seen. I mean, they tried to um, show a bit of coverage of the MLS here on Sky Sports, but I think that's died down recently, unfortunately. Um, what was it that attracted him to, towards Newcastle? What is it about Newcastle that makes him want to come and play here for this club? I think, and this is what um, his agent was talking about the other day, I think ever since the rumours started, you know, he was rumoured supposedly by all the various clubs across Europe, but in the Premier League, um, from what I'm hearing, it was three, four clubs. Uh, I don't know the specific clubs at the time, but hearing from rumors, it was Arsenal, it was West Ham, and it was Spurs, and it was Newcastle. So you think to yourself, okay, he has the potential to play at all four clubs, but what's the realistic standpoint? Arsenal. Firstly, I think that would have been the best one, considering it would have given him stability, would have gave him, you know, not too much uh, pressure, but in the sense that he feels, you know, right at home and, and, and the, the Arsenal um, public can help him. But that's but if, when you're dealing with competition like Ozil and and, and other players like like Ramsey as well, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. So you have that out. You're looking at West Ham and, and Spurs as those teams that, you know, you could see him become a rotation player. But I think what Newcastle off, offers... Is the is the confidence of him being a potential player, a potential star, the center, um, you know, the center star, the, the main playmaker for the team, and I think that's why Rafa Benitez so desperately wanted him because you know he provides everything that Newcastle wants and needed for quite some time, and you know when he's in a position to get that to get the best out of him. And realistically, it's the only club out of the four where he is assured of a of a uh, spark starting spot week in and week out, playing ninety minutes the majority of the game. So when you have that into consideration, I mean, how can you not be convinced of, of playing for Newcastle? Yeah, of course, it's not it's not the the flashiest one, but you know when you look at all the realistic potentials and the amount of money that they wanted to to spend to get this player, I think it's a it's a perfect fit. And of course. You know, you have that connection with the player as well, you know, and the coach, Rafa Benitez, speaks Spanish, a lot of South American uh, players as well. So it, it, it'll make him feel right at home. And I think that's why um, 
he opted to choose Newcastle. Lovely. Okay. Um, having watched him, just the final one, what um, formation you think suits him best to get the best out of his abilities in terms of um, yeah. tactics and all that? Yeah, I, I think because Rafa is, at least recently, is playing in a 5-3-2, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. you have that. Yeah, so you have that into consideration. Uh, if he is going to play in that formation, I think it would be best suited if, if you have him in the center of the role. I think his best position for me is in that number 10 role behind the, the center forward, which or the striker, which I assume is going to be Salomon Rondon. You know, I, I think that's his best position. But of course, like I said, he could play as a wing. You know, he's versatile, playing on the left or the right, well, essentially the right wing, much better. But I think if you have to talk formation-wise, uh, assuming Rafa changes it, I mean, you're looking at him playing in that in that center role, right behind the the striker, where he could you know pick out the passes uh, to the center for to Rondon. You know, make those runs and, and not just stand and, 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 you know, pick up the pass, but also stand, pass and keep running just in case. Um, I think that's the formation where he, he's best suited as that number 10, like an Ozil. You know, he could function maybe as a Mesut Ozil playing in that center role, or he could function as an Angel Di Maria cutting in from the wing, cutting in from the, um, from the wing and, and providing crosses or, or, or you know, um, Cutting inside with his left foot, like almost like an Iron Robin in a way. I don't want to make too many comparisons to to many footballers, but if you ha- if I had to do that, it's kind of similar to that as well. So you know, cuts in and and, and provides uh, a great shot with his left foot. I think that's where he could function properly. But if I had to pick one, it's him in that number ten role as a center attacking mid. Awesome. Thank you for uh, that. I mean, Newcastle they they probably needed him against Spurs because I think that was the thing that they were missing most. Against just that, mm. that deep player that can link up with with Rondon. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think once he gets the the ground running, you know, he's going to start training tomorrow on Wednesday. That gives him the four more days of training before the game against month against month against Wolves on Monday. Has his work have been um, fixed? Sorted. Yes, yes, it's confirmed. He, he just got it. He, uh, his his agent just tweeted out that he uh, just got the that the um, the Almiron got his permit and he will start training with the team when everyone comes back on Wednesday so he is perfect and he's in great shape as well he's been training he's not injured nothing like that he's in perfect shape to to play on Monday if Rafa Benitez is able to to um, have him at his um, available to have him available so he nothing to worry about that lovely okay um all right thank you for that um well we always say um whoever we speak to want to plug themselves so obviously you can let them know about your podcast, Lone Limit Football, um, what you do, who you are, and your socials, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So you could follow me on Twitter at RobertoRojas97. Uh, I'm mostly tweeting, not just Almiron, obviously, but a lot of Paraguayan players, <laughs> and South American footballers, uh, or, or just general European football or anything happening in the world of football. Uh, as always, as you mentioned, uh, we have a, a podcast with uh, Joe Ucello, obviously a good friend of your of you guys and and of the of the network as well. Yeah. So we, we have a show every Monday where we get a guest on from any part of the world to talk about what's going on and what's trending in the world of football. And uh, yeah, we've been doing this for almost five years now. For it's going to be our sixth year this year. Um, so <laughs> you feel free to follow me. Feel free to follow, follow Joe. The podcast, anything. And yeah, I hope I could uh, inform a lot of more people about you know not just Almiron obviously, but a Paraguayan player, South American football, because obviously it's it's such a region that is deep 
with talent, uh, young talent as well, and and hopefully I'm able to to provide the content that uh, people can enjoy. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on. And um, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And um, we'll be since we'll sure to get on another time soon. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you. Likewise as well. Likewise. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Good. Have a good evening. Thank you. You too. Right, Bye. Damn, that was good. Looks like an interesting, interesting buy. I mean, hopefully he can hit hit the ground running. But I mean, Newcastle desperately do need that type of player. I mean, Iosi Pros hasn't been that good in recent years. I mean, he shows glimpses of what he could have been, but isn't that special? It seems. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I've, I mean, when he came through the first time, I was quite a fan of his because mm, we saw a talent. But he's become one of those players that you look at. I said it. I think I said it a couple of weeks ago that you look at him and say, "Look, I can see that you've got something about you." Mm. But there is, I don't know. There must be something in your development that stops that growing to a yeah. higher level. And now here we've got this player that, if you look at and see him play on his best day, he's a very good player. Mm. But more often than not, he's not showing that on a consistent level. Mm. But. Hopefully, nicking up someone like Miguel Miron and exactly. then having Rondon, who's now starting to pop goals for Newcastle, exactly, exactly. might be might be something different for Newcastle. I mean, like we were saying, but like I was saying before, it was a really tough day out for Spurs at Wembley. That Newcastle, like we said, Newcastle pretty much parked the bus. I mean, most times there was eleven men behind the ball, and sometimes yeah. Rondon was further up the pitch. But, but they yeah. almost. I mean, this is the thing about Spurs on that Newcastle almost caught them out. They had a mm-hmm. hit the woodwork at some point. Hit didn't the woodwork. They? Yeah. yeah, both teams at the post. Um, Mora missed a pretty much a sitter. Um, but at the end of the day, was Son in the I think eighty third minute with his eleventh goal in fourteen games for Spurs that got them all the three points. Debravka was quite poor. There. Should have saved that. Should have saved. He that. Should have saved, saved that. that. He's had a good season, and that's disappointing. Exactly. Um, contender for Player of the Year, Son. I possibly. think so. I think so. I, I, no, nah, listen. For so, like, like for what he. <laughs> The, the, the thing that sort of just puts an exclamation mark on it for me is the fact that after he came out from the um, Asian, Cup. Asian Cup, he's come back into the team, he's knackered, but he's really come and scored an important equaliser that Galvin's going to go and get a winner mm. in the previous game and he scores a winner in this game. No matter how lucky it was. He's got stamina, man. That's all. That's all. No, like, but like, no, like he's, said, he's, he's a quality a, player, he's man. He's a 17-minute merchant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's a quality player, man. But he's doing big things as well. And considering, you know, Kane injured and Deli Ali being injured, um, if the, if Ericsson's not there, mm. it's trouble. But he's the one that gets the goals for them, the more, more important goals. Exactly. And he's doing his thing to say, he's a good player, man. Mm. And he's, for me, I'm not going to lie to you, he's Poch's most successful signing, in my opinion. Yeah, After, yeah, after, yeah, yeah, him, Ali, and Odevero for what he's done for them. Oh, Ali. Od- yeah, five million. First and second, that those those scores he scored in that first season. And then, I think he's Ali, but yeah, actually, I mean, it could be Ali. Yeah, it could be Ali. It's very, it's very close, but yeah. Uh, yeah. We move on to uh, Chelsea versus Huddersfield. That finished five goals that to was nil. Slapping. It was a slap versus Huddersfield, man. Yeah, it was expected. That's the thing about it. so apparently, sorry, according to sorry, Chelsea aren't playing his football despite having six months to talk to them, train them, and imply implement I think, his methods. I think what people need to realize that Chelsea players are just not the kind of bunch that are just trying to adhere to your football at the end of the day. Mercenaries. Yeah. So um, you know but he's brought in a striker that he's worked with in the past. Yep. He knows what the striker brings to the team. Mm-hmm. And he's the striker's already enjoying. Exactly. <laughs> so um so Kante's brilliant assist puts the ball right in the path of Higuain who opens up 
his account. That was his first goal in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. First goal at home. Aspilicueta then won a penalty that was a foul outside the box. Vea. Uh, huh? Vea. I know, right? It's funny. Hazard then sc- scored his first goal since Boxing Day. Apparently, he spoke class. But we never know. Hazard then, second half round of the keeper, to make it three goals to nil. Higuain then scores with top bins contender. That was a rocket, boy. Great, great goal. Jesus. Great goal. I mean, do, che- do Chelsea now have that striker they've been uh, desperately? Yeah, on, they've been looking for that for a while. I think, you know. I mean, I'd like to say this that you, you thought Morata was that guy. I thought I was going to try him, man. I had, hey hope him. I had hope for him. That last year. Hey, was right, that that surprisingly. Last, bro, sometimes you take all this for a lot. No, it was. Like I said, that last season at Madrid when he popped 20 from January to like. I think April was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Finally, you're showing something. Okay, yeah. maybe you're going to... But no. Still, um, still yeah, Let's see what we can do at Atletico. They went to Atletico and they lost straight away, but life goes on. It's mad. Um, when Mbappe <laughs> was there. But, anyway. Um, but no. Uh, Higuain has hit the ground running. I think he scored three goals for Milan from September or August to December. Did so, Vitek score three in like, two games? Boy. It's mad. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really, he's really scored two already. Yeah. So... No, people will say it's hard to feel, but you're supposed to score goals. I think people were saying that he was out of shape, but he, he probably it wouldn't good. be ready. I feel for he looked decent. He looks good. I mean, from pictures from like early season Milan, he oh, did look bad. He looked yeah. bad. Like, I mean, remember when uh, Mourinho came back after the season they after they won the title and Hazard came back and William and they were, mm, they were all chubby, out yeah. of shape, man. Yeah. But no, he looked, I think he looks, he looks like good. he's always done. Yeah. And, um, and I think, he's sharp as well. And that's all that matters. That's the big thing. And the big thing I think as well is that the frustration that a lot of fans and people in general of football have had with Morata was that you look at him and say you can move you've mm. got movement but when it comes to the main f- part of the finishing you're not there exactly whereas Higuain had two big chances and he tucked them away mm. with absolute conviction exactly he's, all, he's, he's already linking up with Hazard as well then uh, David Luiz header took a heavy deflection and that made it five question are Chelsea back or was it Huddersfield they're, they're looking okay for now Let's just leave it there. They leave it there. Okay, but um, the big test comes on the weekend against City. It so does, man. There you it go. It does. We already spoke about Newcastle versus Spurs. Everton won. Wolverhampton Wanderers three. Nothing surprising about this. First win in 40 years at Goodison for Wolverhampton. Uh, Wolves won a penalty after Baines brought down Doherty and Nevis then sent Pickford the wrong way. Walcott misses a clear chance. <laughs> I knew you were coming for that. Unsurprising. <laughs> you know, I was watching that and I was like, okay, I was going to go for this. Okay, I was going to go for this one. Hey, yo, I, I keep bringing back the classics, man. Gomez then drove through the Everton defence, no, the Wolves defence, and then smashed it into the top bins. That was a fantastic goal. It was. Poor defending. It was lazy. Very poor. But the, the strike, um, beautiful. Uh, Everton... Ah, they're such an inconsistent Premier League side. It's weird. You don't know what you're going to get from them at the beginning to the at the season. You look at them, you say, you look at the squad on paper, you think they can, you know, top eight. They can do that. Certified, yeah, should be certified. But you, 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 especially now they have the billionaire. Exactly, but you can never be sure about Mm. them. And you know whether it's Coleman or um, Allardyce or um, Silver. There's always this inconsistency mm. about the team. And I don't know... I mean, part of it is because they have a squad of inconsistent footballers. That's just 
Yeah, they bought all cut. Yeah, yeah. Them, you know, uh, Kazuma has been an inconsistent defender for a long time. Surprising, because he was he was meant to be a well beer. Exactly. You know, this is this is the kind of squad that they've had for a, a while, and you can only work with what you've got so far. Mm. But you can see the frustration, and all the managers had that same frustration. Yeah. They look at this team and they say, "You're so much more capable." I mean, Saint Tosun is now starting to contribute things, but how late is he contributing things? Mm. They signed someone else, a pure goal scorer, and he has not done any of that. And he's had times where he's like clear. Was he? He's starting Turkey. He's played in Turkey before, though, didn't he? Yeah, but he was, I've, I've always said it. Quality is quality. And but what's the issue? What's happened but is Turkey's that Turkey's Turkey. The Turkey's Turkey, but then you can't go in the league when a guy is having clear opportunities and he's just fluffing his lines. Ah, uh, true, true. And, yeah, and honestly, he has been disappointing for them. He has been. Uh, Martinio then found Jimenez completely open, and he scored his eleventh goal of the season. Jimenez is starting to look a lot more confident from the goal. Is man, I, I didn't rate him at the beginning. Mm. He's looking like a, a good striker. He's now. doing uh, doing the link up as he usually does, exactly. but the finishes is coming a bit more complicated. That was the eleventh goal Everton have conceded from set pieces this year. At Hull, this is this is a Marco Silva problem, not Everton problem, because right. at Hull, he was first in goals conceded from set pieces, and at yeah. what in, in in the Premier League's entirety, and uh, at Watford he was third with believe, eleven and twelve. Goals I believe he does zonal marking. It does do zonal yeah, marking. That should never happen. I'm of sorry. Course not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Of course that not. can never happen. Zonal marking just doesn't work unless you find a ridiculous way to work it. There's very few managers on this planet and in the history of football that have worked zonal marking to an absolute perfection. Mm. It's so hard. And there ain't nobody in England. Yeah, exactly. Because when you man mark, you're with the player. Exactly. You're denying them a clean run. If they run, you run with them, but you keep your eye on the ball. With zonal, everyone's ball watching. Plus, how can you be zonal from that far out exactly well, there's it no mark. they were all in a straight line it doesn't make sense so I feel like yeah a lot of work needs to be done on that yeah. because you've had that issue at three clubs now and people are going to look at that and say at times you know what if a club like City if you're defending well against them you know you're stopping their passing all that stuff they play City on, on Wednesday what the City are probably going to say is well okay let's try and win set pieces win free kicks mm. Whip a very good ball in. Get company up there. You know, got Kevin De Bruyne who can magically whip balls in, mm-hmm. you know, just in case. And find a header. Exactly. Laporte can win headers. Company, as you just said. Stones is decent in the air. Otamendi's even scored um, a few from set pieces in his City career. He's volleyed a few in, man. It's it, crazy. Exactly. technique, man. You know, so, you know, you can't be taking chances like that. And mm-hmm. if you can't defend set pieces, you're in for a world of trouble. Yeah. And unless that goes for set pieces, it might, yeah, corners, free kicks, all of it, you're, you're in trouble. Mm. Um, then Donker then volleyed into the roof of the net after a deflected shot fell right in his path just and that saying was free beginning points. of the season I said the Wolves top 10 in it Mazza here you did say that Mazza here but shot more right about here with Wolves in it man. Mm-hmm. come on we have to, we have to talk, talk about that black cat you know Ruff. that was on the pitch for two and a half minutes <laughs> bruv <laughs> the state the state of the stewards <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say um could it stop? How did that cat get in the, in the ground? That's a good place? question. That's a very, very good question. Is <laughs> <laughs> it bring your pet to work day? It must have been because that cat was there. Somebody said, I think somebody said that that, that, that those that cat was more active on the pitch than any ever two um, player. Yeah, it wrong. The, um, the commentator from I think it was BBC. BN, and then one on BS Sports. I think it was BS Sports said that that's um, that's the best bit of action they've seen all season. Oh, he's actually. Actually, sent for their football now at this point. Um, <laughs> you know what? Um, apparently, Silva and Nuno Santo from where they are from Portugal said that they believe when they see stuff like that, that's 
that's tends yeah. to be bad luck. Yeah, bad luck. It's a, well, it's, a, it's a sign of bad luck in England as well. Yeah, well, there's definitely bad luck for, uh, for Silva. Silva. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's been struggling recently. He has been. Uh, Nuno has only used eighteen players with that team. Doesn't need to use anymore, does he? That's crazy, though. I mean, to keep those players fit. Yeah, I mean, as well. I like, mean, these are key. They players. didn't go like, far in the uh, Carabao Cup, mm. so that kind of wiped out just everything it was just Premier League football, which is good because it helps maintain fitness obviously you don't want to get knocked out of cups but it works mm. um, and FA Cup are they still in it? I think they're out yeah Yeah. well regardless of whether they're in or out if, they, if that's two competitions to focus on FA Cup is on weekends you know so the only issue would be if they do for example finish 7th and qualify for Europa through 7th mm. considering um, City and Chelsea are in the Carabao Cup final and if Premier League clubs do mm, the same thing mm. for FA Cup final, it could work out for them. And if they do, then I think I think, I think they do they do wonderful if they get European competition first season first in season. I think the amazing. players won't be able to bring in as well. Oh yeah, I mean, It'd be insane. You, if you're a footballer looking at saying Wolves want me, who can I go and play with? Rebuild around Ruben Neves, Neves. and you have got Jota who signed permanently. Jean Moutinho. They signed Johnny permanently straight away. Yep. This, this transfer window, well. Patricio. That's a good team, and you got a manager that's, pedig- that's got pedigree. Mm. So honestly, then I try to. Honestly, if you're a striker, you'd love to go to. Wolves. Oh, it'll be a dream. It'll be a dream. Jeez, so, man. you know, they're doing things on the right track. Mm. They're following their philosophy. They're letting the manager run his do his thing, mm. and they're reaping the benefits. So uh, long may it continue. You know, if it if it comes down to Emery leaving. <laughs> there's, a, there's a comfortable place at Arsenal for you. think you, he's going to bring Nune, uh, Ruben Neves with him, isn't it? Bruv! I'm going to take a wall. And Ruben Patricia. If he brings Ruben Patricia. Oh, yeah. Oh. Leno's days are done, man. Oof. Uh, Crystal Palace to Fulham nil. Mitrovic. A lot of sitters missed this weekend, man. Mm. Missed a clear chance. And That's then, his forte as well. Headers. Exactly. Exactly. It's poor. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Christie's hand then gave Palace a penalty and me. Mil- Milivojevic, that's his name, yeah. powered it home. Why does his hand do that thing, man? Why? Why? <laughs> like I can only sigh it, bro. Why? <laughs> you know how much I hate it just defending, so... You're in a relegation uh, battle. And your hand is... The least... Uh, put your hand down. It didn't need to be there in any case. It was just... You know, uh, mm. Yeah. Mitrovic, um, possibly... I personally think he should have had a penalty when uh, James Tompkins pushed him in the back. Mm. Um, Still, mm. Still Apparently, Bachelorette plays with Crystal Palace. When did that happen? This window. Literally, I think the last day of the transfer window. I thought my guy was off to Monaco. Yeah, see, I knew, I knew something was dodgy. Oh, no, 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 no. He put it off to Monaco when Henri was there. Henri got sacked. And he said, nah, but. And then Jardine said, I'm good. Yeah. Um, he wasn't doing better than Henri, by the way. No, nah, no, but he got, he got a win. He got a win recently, this week. Yeah, yeah, Henri got wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to back on real as well, but it's, t- it's tight right now. I know, it's but tight, one it's more tight. win, they're out of the relegation zone already, so you know, life goes on. Uh, but, yes. um, yeah, nothing surprised me again about Fulham because they won 4 2, came back from 2 0 down against Brighton at home, won the perform- performance, and then they go away and they did the bombs that they should be showing all season. Uh, um, Benteke almost scored a spectacular overhead oh. kick. But Shuai did a crazy skill, hit yes, the crossbar. For that as well. Yep, hit the crossbar. Great save, by the way. He does one to the crossbar, but Schlup mm. was very quick to react. I'm very happy about that. Mm-hmm. Chris Pass collecting points. They ain't going down anytime soon. They're good. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, they're good. Timbox Stadium, but they're fine. <laughs> Cardiff 2, Bournemouth nil. So, before we get into the game, I believe the plane carrying Emiliano Salah and the pilot David Ibbotson 
was found. So our mm. condolences go out to both families. Yeah. Of a try, very try, trying time, crazy time, man. But yeah, sad. That yeah, that was very sad. Um, talk about the game now. Cardiff won a per a penalty early on after Cook handled the handball again. Didn't need to be there. Oh, and uh, Bobby Reed put it straight down the middle. Yeah. Efridge with a fantastic save preventing Sermon from equaling. He's really good. He has to leave. If Cardiff go down, try and save him league. To where though? I don't know. Find a team that can use a goalkeeper. I feel like he deserves to be number one somewhere, but I just don't know where. It's tough. It's tough because a lot of the Premier League teams now are quite stiff with their goalkeepers, but a lot yeah. of the goalkeepers are not actually that impressive. Um, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, Sometimes they pull up performances that get that give you you give your team points. But yeah. yeah. Average is average, he's good. He's good. He, he's shown that he's a good he's a good goalkeeper. He's made some very good saves. That's limited the um, amount of goals conceded. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's what that's is. been more yeah. the story more than anything. Yeah, exactly um, what that is. But yeah, no kudos to him, man. He, mm. he, he he best he can do to be honest is make the better of a, best of a bad situation. Mm. You keep performing. If your team does go down, teams above are going to say, "Well, we need a goalkeeper," and you were damn good last season. Let's offer them a uh, transfer fee and see what we can do exactly it might be a team that comes up but then possibly it won't be Leeds because Leeds got Kiko Casilla so <laughs> so mm. they're definitely ready to do Premier League Premier League style yeah um, so yeah but no he, he's done well this season he's to be well. fair he's a, a bright light uh, Bobby Reed seconds into the second half excuse me touches it past Burridge and he made it 2-0 shouldn't be conceding that early bro should not so early that no work missed the entire goal mm. My dad probably on the toilet busting crap. That's actually someone. <laughs> <That's, laughs> hey, I think he likes to talk, man. He takes all the 15 minutes. That's true. That's actually someone Efridge can replace. Arthur Burch. Who's their goalkeeper? Arthur Burch, isn't it? I don't think he is. He's their number one. He should be their number one. Unless I'm, I'm forgetting someone else in that club. I swear they've got somebody else. Because uh, I can't. No, no one else comes to mind. I'm trying to. I know I haven't, I haven't seen him in a while. Um, I'm checking now. So. Following Bournemouth goalkeepers, goalkeepers squad. Begovic, yeah. Asmir, yeah. Asmir, yes, you're right, you're right, you're mm. right. But yeah, I mean, I think it's better than Begovic to be honest with you. Yeah, Begovic ain't that great. Mm? Not really. Ain't that great. It was great at um, Stoke, wasn't he? Before we were at Chelsea, and then. I mean, they got relegated, so I don't think he was that great. Yeah. No, but he got they got relegated when he wasn't there. Did they? Yeah, he left already. Oh, yeah, thing was um the. Butland, right? Yeah, he, yeah, went, he yeah, went to Chelsea on loan and then, well. Yeah, magic. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Burnley won, Southampton won. This is why I say F Sean Dyche. Because, <laughs> honestly, who signs Peter Crouch? First, first of all, you know, I don't know what that signing's for in the first place because you've got Chris Wood doing the same thing. Um, the exact same thing. The exact same thing. So, I, again, I don't know what that signing was about. How old is Crouch? Um, 37 or 38 now. I don't know. I don't All know. the talent in the world, but you go for Peter Crouch. You know what, that, you know what, buying him was doesn't upset me. It was the reveal on Twitter that upset me. Do you see it? The toy robot. Oh. Yeah. Oh, outside the ground, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah trying yeah. to do jokes because he's did a robot at least 10 years ago. Like It's been a minute, <laughs> It's man. been a minute. It was actually the worst unveil I've ever seen ever. <laughs> yeah. Um 
I remember I used to have an uh, agenda against um, Bristol City for their dead gifts when yeah, they played squad. Yeah, yeah. This one's way worse. And I spent the day, when teams did reveals on Twitter, I spent the day tweeting, quote tweeting, Burnley FC, take note. And I added them as well so they could see how to do a reveal. But anyway, that's not very important. Um, Ashley Barnes is a nasty person. Bruv. I'm sorry, but. Books for simulation. Which he did. Which he didn't dive. You think he did? No, I think he got tackled. Okay, fair enough. But screw it. The he reaction. Got, he, no, he got booked. So what happened was he got booked for simulation. Got booked for simulation. Then goes Lambastic at the linesman, spits in his direction, and got away, which nobody saw. Mm-hmm. Staten then goes back. Mm, then goes back to have seconds with the, with the linesman. Stays on the pitch. Doesn't get double booking. But Zaha, who yeah. claps at the referee, gets a second yellow. So the thing is, the Zaha one, I, the, re- the reason I was annoyed at Zaha was because you could see from the time um, Woodpruff put his hand on his head and said, calm down. That, that's, he's trying to goad you. Of course. And you started, he started laughing in your face. you got to try and say, no, nah, I need to step away from this. Situation. Take, yeah, take you know, but I understand heated. So maybe you want your players to now come and drag you and say, no, no, trust me, it's not worth it. Yeah, he needed a, he step needed away. a captain at that moment. Yeah, he needed a captain to come no, and no say, but don't do it. But um, if that's a sending off, that is 10 times enough because he's gone back twice to land. He can't even re- receive respect, respect of action. He's been booked. He's been bo- yeah, exactly. But he was booked for simulation. He spat at him. And he spat in the direction of him, went back and ripped him to him twice, aggressively, super aggressively, mad, and he got away with it. Double standards. Flailing arms and everything, man. Double standards. Insane. I understand. So, I get it because no, you I understand completely. Because you can't clap in the referee's but face consistency. and all that stuff. But that's the whole point. That's the whole point. So that's what we asked for. Mm. And that's going to be something that if Zaha has a situation again in the match, which probably will happen, mm. he's going to be interviewed about it. He's going to say, look at that. Look back at that situation. I was sent off. And here's the thing about Zaha. It's not a sign of respect to get hacked down cons- consistently. He was pushed and everything. He was. He gets hacked down on this a consistent thing. basis and every game. And Ishira said, take it as a sign of respect. Because it says, oh, you're a dangerous player. And we get that to an extent because... Back in the day, if like people like Ronaldo and we, those kind of guys in the Premier League were getting hacked just because we say, oh, they're skillful players. People couldn't hack their speed or their control of the ball and that stuff. So you went to go and hack them down. That's hard boy football, all that kind of nonsense. But the guy is in, it's not like a thing where a lot of teams are looking at him and saying, it doesn't happen game by game, but in certain games, mm. over and over and over and over, he's in, it's not just about, it's not like five games in a row. It's one game. Mm. And he's being hacked by this guy, then this guy, then this guy. He's, it's got to stop. He's always asked the referees to protect him more. And that's all he's. That's all he asked for. Which is not bad. Players get taken down and they, they get hacked. Yeah. But Hazard gets protected at most times by the referee. Zaha does not. It's, it's a big league thing, number one. Number two, there's an obvious reason for that. And number three... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But no, but, but this is this is what we talk about. See, we, we criticise diving for pure diving because when you dive to cheat, that should be that should be criticized. Punched. Yeah, should be punished. Should be criticized. But when a player is essentially, he can see that a, that a, so like a scissors tackle is coming out of the way. If Salah, for example, didn't jump out of the way when Company did that in the City versus Liverpool game, that tap on the toe. No, he, cl- he clamped him. He clamped him. No, but he didn't clamp him fully no, because he he, him. no, no, he clamped him. No, he clamped. No, no, but listen, no, listen. 
if he's not in the air yeah. in the time, if he's on the ground. Oh, yeah, his, his hat is he's going straight to the Oh, uh, he's killing he's straight him. Straight to the he's, he's straining. He was on his ankle. So that's what I'm saying. He yeah, so he can't do regardless, <laughs> but it, it could have been 10 <laughs> times worse, you know? Worse, absolutely. And this is what we talk about in terms of. Uh, that might have been a bad example, but <laughs> when. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, the point is, the, way, the reason why a lot of players do that at times is because they feel like this guy's coming to absolutely wipe me exactly. out and more often than not that happens in this country mm. because you've got teams and managers that want this old school football back I'm sorry what did you think of that penalty decision for um, Burnley the Barnes one no the one that they got they got a penalty in the last minute was it a handball yeah yes penalty. do you think it was a handball though it's not I don't know. It was 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 Crouch holding his hand up? Is that like they were both had their arms together, kind of locked in, and yeah. he just sort of jumped. That like it, it felt to me, honestly, yeah. it felt like a natural jump, because if well, no, that's no, the thing. if I mean, you got someone that crouch, it's not like you're facing someone of the same height. Mm. This is a lanky know, six foot seven dude. I know. So essentially, you're trying to maybe put your hand on his shoulder to give you that extra lift, so you can challenge but him. He didn't put his hand on his shoulder. He's ha- I don't. I've, I feel. I felt like. Crouch, because he was locked with him. Yeah. I feel like Crouch had his arm up. Sort of locked up. And then, for me personally... He was doing the master lock, man. That's what he was doing. I didn't feel it was a penalty. Yeah. But... Because of what's happened. I think... Yeah. Because of what consistent... The consistency consistency that we're calling for. Yes. That has to be a penalty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I I felt like Crouch played a, a vital role in that. But, you know, Jean Dash, he, he complains a lot. I mean, he complained last week about... um. Lingard get a penalty despite the fact that you guy put his arm on his shoulder and pulled him back mm. again. But somehow, like, if, if, if you touch my shoulder, if you touch my shoulder, like, come on, if you touch my shoulder, if, I've, I've, I, say, I say this in PE, I teach kids sports and hey, don't teach kids. them to die, though. No, no, not to die. <laughs> but I say to them, I say to them, when we play in the game, we play a game of that, that bulldog, for example, mm. I say, when you're chasing someone, don't try and apply force to them, or don't even like grab them mm. because the slightest thing when they're running at their full speed will send them flying. Of course. You and they're kids. To, and they're kids and they understand that. So what can't he understand about the fact that your player's running past... Momentum, my gene. Is running past Lingard. Lingard's trying to change direction and he's put his hand on his shoulder and pulled him back. Of course he's going to fall over. And I don't know, but anyway, he, he, the reason he's been complaining because it's been a long time for his team to get a penalty. 62 games, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. It's been yeah. a long time. It's been a very long time. He's got his penalty. Exactly, check mouth, man. Relax, please. <laughs> just just rest, just rest. Brighton, nil. Watford, nil. This was a, uh, a record. It was a stinker. It was a record. Uh, Gracia's 39th game in charge is in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. That's the longest they've had a manager in the Premier League. No! games. Games. Are you serious? Serious. Next game. <laughs> Next game. Next game. In all honesty, I was gonna say yeah, Foster, Foster was impressive, but apart Next from that, game. Next game. boy, it's, it, it was I don't talk about that club anymore. A hot, hot mess. Mm. Speaking of hot, hot messes, Manchester City three, <laughs> Arsenal one. Haven't oh. won a game against the top six in twenty. Is that away or in general? Away, boy. Um. Uh, Arsenal's problems just don't stop and it's starting to make me feel like I understand Wenger was a big, big, big problem. <laughs> but Emery... I understand where you're coming from. Emery is about to encounter the same old BS Whoa. and he can't do anything about it. Nope. Um, the defending will not change. <laughs> there is nothing at this point that... You know what? I'll, I'll put it like this. I'll put it like this. Um, oh, oh boy. 
I'll put it, I'll put it like this. Um, I did forty says last Tuesday. Yeah, I, was, and, I watched that. Yeah, and they spoke about lack of negatives for Arsenal, right? Oh no, lack of positives for Arsenal. Sorry, yeah. I said lack of negatives. The negatives. Loads of negatives. negatives. <laughs> um, and we sat there. I was hosting, and I, Harold asked the question. I'm going to go into the podcast soon. I said to him, "No," he said to me and other guys, "Tell me one positive." And I sat there genuinely bamboozled because I I couldn't sit there and s- it would be nonsense for me to say, "Oh, they've got a promising footballer." Okay. I also have promising footballers in the years and they get sold off. So that's not a positive because if you're going to develop a player again for him to just go to I another club. The positive in that though is that we now have a manager that I think will actually know know how to handle contract negotiations. So at least when we sell them True. off, we might get a bit of True. money. That being said, he something knows, that we desperately need. That being said, he knows a player's leaving by giving the captain's arm bad, but life goes on. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Or you just freeze one, freeze them out, and then give him an arm. But when he comes back, exactly. Jesus. So he didn't even play him. He didn't even play him. City. I've always said, I'll say this, and I'll say this again and again and again. Even if you feel like your team isn't that good in quality, and you want to restrict stuff, you don't just you don't drop your best player and play two of your main strikers up top, thinking they're Alone. gonna get service from Alex Iwobi on Iwobi. If your team clears the ball or is trying to clear the ball and you start to try and do this Nigerian Messi that um, Kelechi from AFTV is winding into your head to try and beat players of City's magnitude mm-hmm. near your box. He tried beating a centre-back. That in itself... He tried beating a centre-back. That in itself is pathetic. At his, in his box. Clear the ball, get rid of it. Rid of you tried to dribble, you were exposed in did an instant. He, did he even try... He just stood there. It looked like he no, was doing so, nothing. Sorry, it looked sorry. like he was trying to do he, step overs. He did um static step overs. He did he did he did a shimmy. That's what he was doing. He did a shimmy. He was doing a shimmy. He did a shimmy. And we're talking about football school, talking about dancing. Oh. Um See, this is the thing. So how do you can't train common sense? You can't, you can't. <laughs> you can't. That's just, common sense as well, Mustafi, what were you doing see, back there? Do it is here, do it is here. I I, I I was watching I was watching the re, the um the highlights, so I watched the game at home, but I wish to watch the highlights after, because I want to say, you know what, maybe it was one of those situations where, no. No, listen, listen to me, I thought, no, I know, it's not, yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, yeah. he, the, the ball's getting cleared, and he, maybe he, he was trying to now recover his position, so, you know, maybe he got caught because he probably was being an idiot, but no, everyone else was in the line, and he's way back by himself. He was getting ready to prop the cross. And when, How? and when, the cross on there. and when the cross came in, he ducked. He ducked. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's one nil. Four no, fifty three seconds. I hadn't even turned the channel over yet, and we were and we were behind. Forty eight seconds, you conceded. Was forty eight? That's yeah, it's forty eight seconds. Didn't even turn the channel. That's that's appalling. We were behind. That's appalling. Um, Laporte scored a second goal, which was ruled offside, but the defending again poor, again poor. Um, (gasps) Arsenal didn't equalize. To be fair. Doesn't matter. No, no. no he no, surely no. loves to go against Manchester which City. Which is fine. Which is fine. You equalise, but then, uh, uh, yeah. Step forward, defending again. Lichtenstein. You know what? The thing about Lichtenstein, what confuses me, which confuses me. Don't I'm not going to try to praise him. I'm not going to praise him. Okay. Which confuses me is, and I'm going to get into Wobby again. Of course, Wobby's part of this problem as well. Everybody's a part of that problem. Yeah, but it, it came from that side again. In fact, Ooh, everything came. All the goals came inside, right? Everything. All the goals. Yeah. All the goals came from that side. Field day. He did, and it would have been so much worse if the site of Sony. Um, 
City, but Preston City, because they noticed that from the jump and they say, you know, we're taking full advantage of this. It would be for that second goal was so far inside that Lichtsteiner had to watch Silva in front of him and Raheem Sterling on the right side, on the left side of the pitch. So now he's like, one of two things happens. Either I drop back and leave David Silva's quality to go do whatever he wants to do, or I have to go towards Silva and leave Sterling. So he stayed. Mm. They found Sterling. But then what f- completely threw me was his ball following. Like the way he was just chasing after the ball and ignoring everything else around him. But then again... Experience. Experience. But then again, I'll say this again, and Carragher made a good point on Monday Night Football, which I think was fair. One, he hasn't got the legs anymore to do this thing. No. And it came to the most... Um, what's it? Oh, buddy, um, the most... Uh, energetic league in, in, in the exactly world. with a team full of pacey wingers Bruh. and secondly it will be it's supposed to be playing out wide and he is so nowhere to be found in the middle he is actually I'm, I'm, I'm going to use this word because he is an irresponsible footballer he's useless absolutely irresponsible can't defend can't get forward he he lacks when, AF, when AFTV do a, do a po- not a poll but a, a, an ask you to say who you who would you keep in the team I saw so many K's for Iwobi for Iwobi from Arsenal fans because he's, he's one of your own isn't it Girl! <laughs> one of no, our own man but it was it was a it was a poor performance man and um, the third goal summed it up as well again from the same side same side and Aguero just well he handled it he handled it he said it himself did but, he well, that's the thing. He said. He said he felt like he did. Maybe he came off hit his, his side. side. Maybe it's, and hit his hand. Yeah, maybe it flicked off it. But regardless, this is you can't stop that. It's a goal. Um, but I like the way Fernandinho shut it down quickly. He said, "Listen, it's a goal. Ask the official in it." Straight his interview fair because enough. it's fair. That's it. Um, City big win for them because you know consider we're going to get to the Liverpool game, but obviously considering Liverpool now drop points, mm. you know you, you win this game against Everton, you go on top, mm. so it's a big momentum builder for them, and it puts them. In, a, in their mind right back in it mm. um, they dispose of Arsenal no problem mm-hmm. as for Arsenal I hope Arsenal fans are now realising that as much as Wenger was a big big problem bringing a new manager has not solved anything hasn't solved a it's thing. not going to solve in a all thing. fairness I think the recruitment was wrong no, this is what this is, this is, no, no, this no, 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 I feel like I like Emery but he just was the wrong manager at the wrong time but who the right been, manager at the wrong but time. But who would have been right? This is the issue. No, I, I feel like because because of what he came with, with that experience behind him, yeah, with the PSG job, which wasn't a success. I don't think it was to be honest with you. He dominated the league. He should be dominating. He dominated the league. That should be dominating. Plus, he lost the first league to, to Monaco. The Monaco, yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah. he was at the head of that six-one comeback or Barcelona, that, that, wasn't that it? Game, that game. Man. Um, Sevilla obviously the, 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 the Europa League three years in a row three years in a row it's fantastic but man I mean his signings I feel the, the ones that are his I feel like Gunduzi is going to be an, a, a, a good player a, 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 I think he'll be a great Arsenal player Okay, I feel like he'll be a great Arsenal player but Dennis Suarez honestly Ozil's there my friend no no honestly I, I feel at this point and it's, it's sad to say this, but I feel like he's just clutching at straws. I feel like he's just saying, bring me anyone I can get. Of course, obviously. Because if you are the manager and you look here and... He, first of all, he started the window by saying, I want I want a defender in. Mm. And quite frankly, I think it got to the point where Arsenal were just were not funding defenders because he wanted someone to buy. It's not that we weren't funding. We can't afford you can't it. Afford, you can't fund, exactly. It's not because of, um, of the money. It's because of, of, of our poor wage, yeah. wage structure. And then you were linked with Carrasco, you were linked with Perisic, you were linked with this guy and that guy. The only reason you got Dennis Suarez is because at some point, Barcelona said, well, 
We ain't playing him. We ain't playing him. We want, we do want to sell him. Okay, we'll, know but, what he's coming in for. But we accept a loan for now. Yeah. But we want him sold in the summer. Mm. And now Arsenal in a position where essentially the situation is Barcelona expects you yeah. to buy Denis Suarez. Now, we don't know what Arsenal are going to do in the future. We can't, we can't speak for that because we don't know. But if Arsenal were to try and go on the up again and get some good results and they say, okay, we want to bring in someone with promise. Look at Barcelona squad. Barcelona say we want to sell someone. Clubs abroad take relationships very seriously. If they feel like you've let them down mm. in this situation, they're going to look at you and say, we can't trust you to do business again. So if we say we're sending a player for 20 million, you better drop that down flat straight away. Mm. Don't try and play games. Don't try and negotiate it. Drop the money down or it don't just, come here. It just seems and such a... Go on, sorry, and it's, it, it's, it's such a waste for Arsenal because Dennis Suarez is actually a decent player, but then... It's a midfielder in an, in an extremely stacked midfield. That's the issue. You don't need that position. We were do, doing the exact same thing that we've done under Wenger. We don't need midfielders. You don't need that. You, what you needed was either a Wenger or, the more importantly, defenders. No, no, no I, don't, I, I feel like unless we get rid of a whole bunch of defenders, we, I, we, could, we could get Cellini in. It wouldn't sort out the defence. Right now, we wouldn't sort out the defence. I, I, I think if it you is put, full of so many calamitous I think defenders. If you put Cellini next to Socrates or Holding you could survive a season but the issue but no, is we're trying to win and yeah, we don't want to survive no I we're know but, but Arsenal are not in a situation to win I mean there's a thread uh, winning is by is getting in the top four by the way I know I know I know that's, but, that's but I don't what... feel like you're in that position because you're competing for it of course because Chelsea have been inconsistent mm. United have been poor but they've got a new manager now they've got the up again mm. so you've had that that luxury of being around it because yeah. everyone that's fighting for four has been just as bad as you. Yeah. But in terms of not being ready, I look at Emery, if I'm being real honest, and I say, when I talked about his transfers, I said I was like, kind of not impressed, but I could see where he was going with it. Yeah. Literally, I know obviously not the best signing, but he signed a right back because he wanted someone to just do a bit of competition with Bellerin. Yeah. Unfortunately, Bellerin's injured now. In all fairness, it works. because Bellerin, 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 He performs big time. Yeah. Um, he signed Socrates, who I think has done well He's so the best far. Defender. And um, he signed Torreira and with the plan to have a defensive middle that can challenge and do things. And he's been doing that to a good um, level so far. Yep. So he had the right idea. But then it negates it with Denis Suarez because Denis Suarez is. I mean, he can play all over the, the midfield, left, right, center, which is fine. But then what you've got for me is essentially. And Asda Isco. <laughs> I don't like to use Asda because I like Asda. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um. Iceland, then. No, no, because Asda's quite nice. So Isco, and that's why he's not a bad player. So, you know. He's just like all, all, but, all, the, uh, all the. But no, what he is, is he's, he's another player that can dribble brilliantly but lacks in products. Yep. Arsenal have too much of that as it is. Mkhitaryan mm. is very, very suspect with in products. It will be, I prefer not to speak. Do you know what I'm saying? But the one player that has the quality to deliver end product is being frozen out. My guy created his 500th uh, chance or key chance yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah. He's been here like four years. Four, four years. And that, that tells you the story of... Or five years. He's been in five That tells you the story of his time chances. at Arsenal because he has Giroud who couldn't make runs in behind. Mm-hmm. Giroud is a link-up player. Mm-hmm. And Ozil doesn't tend to usually make runs in behind unless... Sanchez was there mm. when Sanchez was playing up front. He enjoyed playing with Sanchez up front. Um, but now you've got you've got then the moment we get a striker, we sell. You've Sanchez. got two of them. We got two great strikers, good, good strikers, and you don't. But want we don't have any wingers. Yeah, but but he's instead of 
fixing and playing like a diamond. When he played that diamond recently, it worked wonderful. Mm, mm. Instead of doing that, he's sticking with his wingers thing and you're taking away from what the team can actually do. Mm. Because honestly, all right, this Suarez is signed. In my opinion, if you had two up front and you had Ozil as a oh, diamond and you had Dennis Suarez and Torreira and Xhaka, for example. I'd say Gunduzi. Or Gunduzi. But any of the two, mm. you have two players that they might not be the greatest defensively in terms of Gunduzi and Xhaka, but they can do the job. Mm-hmm. They can try and do the job to the best of their ability. you got Torreira who's good defensively. And then you've got one that can dribble, give the ball to Ozil, link up, and you've got two strikers that will run in behind for days. Yep. But it's not happening. So, you know, at this point, to be honest, Arsenal can just try and, yes, just try and go through the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that you're going to fall away from this race for the top four. Oh, I feel like I feel like Emery is destined to make a Europa League side. If you win Europa Leagues, that gets into the Champions League, that's what the board's looking for. They'll be happy bunnies again, just like they were under Wenger. Because for year upon year, he was overachieving for them. He was getting to the top four. But when mm. that came falling down, that's the first time we started hearing about they might sack Wenger. Mm. You see how the story changes. So, Arsenal fans now have to sit back and realise. I mean, Claude said it on AFTV. He goes, listen, it's the same old shit. <laughs> Excuse my language, but it's the same old. Mm. That's, that's word for word. That's what he said. We brought a new manager. Everyone thought it was going to be fantastic. I knew nothing about him, so I said, okay, let's see what he does. Well, it's the same thing, and you have to start realising, you know what, we switched that Wenger because some of his decisions in terms of picking the side and tactical, it was nonsensical for you guys, but at the same time, Emery's just doing the same thing he's doing because he can't do better than what he's got. Mm. Anyway, enough about Arsenal, well, I'll see you. 10 hat-tricks for Aguero in the Premier League. That's Only Shearer has more. And Shearer has 11. He's going to break that. He's going to break the record, yeah, I think so. Mm. Will he go down as one of the greats? Yeah, comfortably. I would remember. I would remember Aguero in the Premier League. Here's the thing. Just I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm on the fence. But when it comes down to what we what we remember the greats for, it's always that that moment. He's got his moment. Not. <laughs> but no. But that, that's it's not that it's not that moment though. It's it's, it's I'm not. I'm not saying. Let me. Are you talking about in terms of like? Showing his showing his quality like and that, that major moment, moment. That, that moment, the Aguero moment when he won the league with, with the final kick. That because of what it meant for City. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. why it's a moment, but it's not a personal moment. Like all the strike, all the great strikers have those personal moments but, where, the, where the world goes, "Oh my God, you're that is, really." But do what that is for me though. I feel like it's because City are not a big club. Because, but he, but you know, because, no, but hear me out, hear me out. Don't, don't. I feel like overwatching Aguero, I, I won't even go into that. Like, I'm not going to talk about 30 goals a year and all that stuff. Mm. You're talking about in terms of like scoring a goal where you say, yes, bloody hell. Yeah. The first time I said that about him in the Premier League was, even though it was a lot of uh, mistake by Reynard, the finish was phenomenal. Oh, when he... When he went all the way, he went so far him. wide mm-hmm. and he just thought, you know what, I have to hit this. Mm-hmm. I looked at that and I thought, damn. But that doesn't go down in history as a moment for a lot of people because when we talk about our moments... The keeper messed up. That, the keeper didn't mess up, but when we talk about our moments, mm. yeah, because the keeper messing up, the finish is still phenomenal. The finish but, is still phenomenal, but if the keeper isn't there... Oh, no, no, of course, it's but it's, for me, it's a difficult finish. Like, when, when I'm talking about those moments, I'm talking about like a Rooney versus Newcastle or Rooney versus Manchester City. Okay. Or an or Henri versus uh, Man United or Henri versus, uh, versus City. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or Shearer, I don't know who it was against, but when he just... The left, volley, Everton. The volley, Everton. Those are the moments where the goalkeeper under the fence can do absolutely nothing, nothing about but it. Okay. watch. Nothing about it. That's true. That's true. All right, then I'll, I'll lead to one moment. I can't remember which game it was. I think it might have been Chelsea. 
Um, I'm re-pointing this out. This one also kind of got me. But again, mm. this is the issue. It won't go down for a lot of people because, again, those greats, we saw them do it more than once. Mm. And maybe a great had magical moments that City fans will remember, mm. but we don't because City are not that club. When mm. we talk about those guys, Newcastle were a big club when Sheryl was doing his thing. Um, Should have been, but they were. No, but they were. I know. Um, Arsenal were a big club. Uh, United... Uh, Liverpool for so if Gerrard for example was scoring the long range bangers mm. or his game go against um, Olympiacos in Champions League you remember those moments because mm. like wow like mm. he's dragged him out to go against uh, uh, West Ham in the FA Cup he just hasn't done it in the Champions League either he hasn't he hasn't and that's, I mean, that's a city thing but he just he, no, no, on a he personal level he hasn't, hasn't at all and you know what, that's, that, that's the thing that kind of kills me because I sit here and I say I feel like a girl is a world class striker that being said my barometer for world class means doing it also in the Champions in League in Europe, mm. and he hasn't. He hasn't. It's disappointing. Plus, but I know he's got the quality to do it. to do so. When it comes down to City and and their title winning seasons, it's not him you think about. Yeah, people talk about Yatore a lot. Yatore last year was KDB. Yeah, that's true. But this is the thing. Like when I you talk know. about the team, the strikers that that uh, win leagues. They're the person that you think about when 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 the when the, the season's done. Henri, Van Nistelrooy, Van Nistel, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Rooney, yeah, Rooney. yeah Drogba. Exactly. Yeah, that's Lampard scored bang twenty, but two people still thinking about Drogba. That's true, but they're not. Again, I don't know. Maybe because for me, because I've always, I was a big fan of Aguero, so I maybe, love him. I, I know you love him. I so, think so, he's a fantastic striker. So maybe because of that, we remember it a lot more than a well, lot of people would. But it doesn't come like a. I feel like the closest moment he ever he had. Was against you guys when the beat us one When he when he, he crossed it, and he just drew, he just drove into the box. He, he dribbled around everybody and licked it. Yeah, right in the top bins. That's a moment. That was a moment. It's a fair. great goal. That could be a moment, but again, <sighs> for me again, it goes down to City not but being I feel like huge. The defenders could have done something because no, they could have. But the the goal was quality. Again, for me, I feel like it's a City are not a. It's it's possibly that they're not a big it's club. Possibly they're that. not a big club and. When you're not a big club, if you you have a player that does something magical, like for example, Papa Cisse was not is was not a fantastic player. Very true. But his goal, very everyone true. remembers it because like that goal was crazy. Mm. But if you ask everybody else what Papa Cisse did, unless you really watched him, you don't know what he's about. Mm. You just look at that goal and say, oh, he scored that. Mm. So that could be the issue because at that stage, Newcastle were not the club that we talked about back then, mm-hmm. and. That could be the sad thing about Aguero because honestly, he is a magical footballer. Mm. But um, I don't know. For me personally, he's a Premier League great because despite the moment, obviously he's got that one moment mm. that everyone talks about and all that stuff. Mm. But for me, you someone still mention it, huh? no, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but for me, to be honest, the one thing that I think that goes under the radar a lot in this country is the fact that the goals he scored for City are very, very, very close to Man United's all-time goal-scoring record. And he's been in England for how long? Like six years. Exactly. I know. That's I know scary. It's crazy. It's scary. It's crazy. So, honestly, kudos to him. Um, it's a great goal-scorer. Great goal-scorer. Great player. For me, I went as great, but maybe... I think, I think he's the best improv- improvisation... The best striker... Uh, what am I trying to say? He's the best um, at improvisation as, in terms of strikers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever. But that being said, I'm not trying to hear people say that he was better than Rhea or anything. So no, let's stop. Let's stop. People are trying to say he was a better finisher. No. No. Allow it. Chill. Who are people saying he's a better finisher? I, 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 I think I heard that people say Owen's a better finisher than on, in the box than Rhea. Like, what are you, what, what, Michael what, Owen. What, what are you talking about? Michael Owen had a great two, three years. And, oh, you know what he is? He won the Ballon d'Or. Let's continue. It's... I, 
Let's continue, man. I'll read, I'll read the best strike the Premier League's ever seen. Hands down. I have, I have to get my, my thing. I know you. I have to get it in. Uh, Leicester versus Manchester United. 1-0 to Manchester United. Fantastic assist from Pogba to find Rashford, who takes it down and scores his 10th goal of the season. What the hell's wrong with Sooners? Sooners? Yeah. He, he he praised Pogba, but Wait, within what? he he praised Pogba for the assist, but Again. with but within that praise, he said the first touch was poor. The guy controlled it perfectly, and then dinked it over. What more? I don't understand what was there to criticize. Plus, was was Pereira at fault for that? Exactly. I don't think he was. He no, literally Pereira. I don't think he was. No, he was. He was. Do you think he was because if you're trying to make that part and see the thing is, I don't know how he tried to hit the ball. If he's tried to hit it high mm. and he's he completely mishit it, then okay, that is a mistake, but I, I can't kill him too much mm. because it's his mishit. If he's trying to make that pass, he's hit it way too hard. I'm sorry, but I can't. Okay. That's not that's not okay. it's not a good it's not a well hit pass. Mm. But regardless, that's a mistake made. Probably with a wonderful assist, but the way Rashford brought it down and finished it, that's why he's he a missed striker. A, he missed a sitter early on. There was a header here. He yeah, he should have scored that. He should have scored. Should have scored that. Um Yuri Tillum is at Leicester. Interesting signing. Interesting. But Arsenal get Dennis Suarez. Yeah, George. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they had to send, send back Adrian Silva the other way, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They had to. That was the way it was going to work, so. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I'd still take team as well. But anyway, but, not me. Yeah. Good DDG one. made a few saves. Yeah, yeah. But apart from that, wasn't, wasn't there was, that much there was, The only up. save that he made was the one that was going, because that was free kick where he had to someone yeah. test his body. That was a great save. But apart from that, schoolboy for him. Mm. Um, You're fifth now. Yeah, we're climbing up slowly. Um, the the problem for me is that Chelsea side Higuain, which is now annoying because against the smaller side he's going to kill them. I don't know how he's going to be against the bigger sides. We'll see this weekend. I think he'll kill them. He might kill all of them, to be honest. But look, not every game's a cup final, so I think he'll be fine. <laughs> that's why he get. That's why he gets forty goals a season sometimes. Right? It's not every game's a cup final. That's true. But um, no, uh, um, I think we can still get it. I mean, we've got like I said. The next big game that is away for us is you guys. Apart from that, every other big game is coming to Old Trafford. No big game. So, uh, it's still a big game. You're going to count Russ. And then he's going he's gonna, to... Lingard is going to do some form of dance. I still can't believe he did the Michael he Jackson. He moonwalked. moonwalked on the Emirates. And then chest popped before putting his arm in the air. And I can't... Then, anyway. And then called it the dance floor. The dance floor. Listen, he doesn't always face your club. <laughs> but anyway... Um, if that was Pogba, I'd be fine. But Jesse Lingard is so dead. Right? He ain't dead. He's dead. He ain't dead. Compare him to Rashford. He's dead. Compare yeah, to Martial. He's yeah, dead. Yeah, but those guys are. You know, he's a nah, good player. He's a good player, man. He's a good player. All right, best. He's a good player. But right, um, but no, in general, in terms of big games, apart from I'll go to Arsenal away. The rest are at home. Obviously, you got PSG Champions League. So in terms of racing for the top four. It's looking, it's looking good. Chelsea have to come to Old Trafford. Mm. They're going to City. Mm-hmm. If City beat them, and United win, and the goal difference takes a turn, mm. United go to fourth, just like that. So you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens in the season. Mm-hmm. Right now, Solskjaer has drained himself. Mm-hmm. He's got the right people around him. Mike Finnan was a very smart person to bring back. He also brings back Fergie. So every any, any chance every, every he gets. now and then, exactly. Every um, now and then, every, every chance he gets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and keeping. And what I like is that he's also always in conversation with Finan and Carrick. All the time. Always saying, let's do this, let's change this. It works. Mm. So it's good. Um, one thing I think he's not going to do ever again is experiment because what he did against Burnley, Pereira and all that, I think he's going to look at that and say, nope, not doing that again. Yeah. 
I like Pereira, I'll give him a chance, but well, it seems to experiment against as well. Burnley exactly. is not the one. No, exactly. Not for, especially not for Pereira as well. They're stiff. They're stiff. They will get into your faces, that kind of football. And Pereira has not built that way. Mm. So, um, yeah, but apart from that, yep. Whilst you answer the phone, I've, I feel like I've... No, I'm messaging. He's messaging. Yeah. I feel like I've got something stuck in my uh, in my throat. <clears throat> I, feel, I feel like I'm, 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 I'm choking a bit because... Uh, Liverpool won. That's <laughs> one. I knew you were going to do it. I'm joking. They're not joking. Now, you know what? I was really, really shocked know, that by that performance. Was horrible. That was a bad... Yeah. And Liverpool's performance was bad, man. Yeah, what, I mean, Milner's goal... No, Milner's cross to Mane was so far. So offside. You know, I had a, I had a dispute with someone on Twitter. Not, not a dispute, more like a little conversation. Mm. And he said... Maybe he stood there. He was watching the ball because he was going over the line. No, he wasn't. He wasn't nowhere close. By the time Lanana turned around, he's in front of the ball. He's on the line. So apparently, he does Cruyff turns better than Cruyff. Yeah, yeah. Life goes on. Yeah, no, right. Uh, but I'm sorry for you to not be able to see that one guy is literally right here in front of Where your side. Where was the linesman? He wasn't in line with play. That's the thing. You were supposed to be near enough in line with the ball. He was. He was offside and himself. Yeah, he was so far in front of it and. For you not to be able to see Milner there is pathetic, it's poor. It's crazy. Um, but that being said, from there, I thought Liverpool were going to take control and they were just... I, I couldn't believe what I've seen. The defending for that first goal. Thing is, West Ham played it smart. Mark Noble... No, no, Mark Noble said it in Monday Night Football. He said, we tried it We tried it before, but it just never pulled off. So I noticed that Keita was not focusing on really on what's happening mm. and I realised that if Antonio makes a bent run all I have to do is not even foul him just block his run just oh. stand in his way and you've got a free run there's up to you to finish it to be fair the finish was fantastic but what concerned me about Liverpool was not so long after Declan Rath that free header free header yeah for Liverpool have been so defensively strong this year that was, was poor it was Unchar- un- uncharacteristic very and I was very shocked by that because I was like why is Declan Rice getting free this why is Mark Noble able to volley just over the bar to be completely honest I don't know why Antonio when he ran into the box in the second half chose to try and pass to Hernandez who had two defenders around him mm. so I've gone for goal mm. West Ham should have won this game they should have and you don't get that usually as this season against Liverpool that's mm. very very hard to get mm. because they've been defensively superb so when you catch in and that's the thing though like Van Dyke's had to shoulder the burden now that Trent Alexander and Joe Gomez have been injured, mm-hmm. and we we all know that Liverpool defense isn't solid. I mean, they're so Klein, which looks like it wasn't the smartest option. Just kept him right back. Not so, but let, loaned him out. Mm-hmm. Um, James Milner's playing makeshift left back. Right back, sorry. Was it right back? Yeah, it was right, right back. Yeah, oh, the Robertson's yeah, left Robinson back. Robertson played. Yeah, he's playing makeshift right back, or he can. He just can't can't play there. Doesn't have the legs. Yeah. Um... Matip is looking worse than Lovren. Matip is dodgy. Which makes no sense. Matip is dodgy. Lovren's actually outperforming this season comfortably. Makes no sense. Comfortably. Um, I don't know. You know what? Klopp needs to actually rest and relax himself because he started to try and get onto the officials. Despite having all the the decisions go his way. Well, this is the thing. He said that, and he said that there's one or two situations where like Keita won the ball and he got penalised for a free kick and all that stuff and those are things you can argue with, but mm. again, people tell you don't have a leg stand on when your team scored a clear offside goal. Mm. Plus, um, Origi had a golden opportunity which should have been ruled offside. Exactly, but again, he would have got away with it. Mm. Um, but no, more to the point, 
he went he got and tried to get onto Pellegrini as well. And Pellegrini said something that was hilarious. He said, When I was in Malaga, yeah, he did, yeah. You got offside goal as he's seven yards. And before <laughs> seven meters. Seven meters. <laughs> and when um when they were arguing from the they showed the Australians in the match when they're arguing straight away, he said he said that like sign about two. And I thought, were well, you talking about him being like two yards offside? But they're maybe talking about it happening two times. So don't come to my direction mm. because whatever. But Klopp needs to rest and relax because you're still in the title race. Even if you lose first place, mm. it's not the most shocking thing in the world because City have really shown that they're very, very vulnerable at times. Mm. Spurs are very inconsistent. So when they come in, they go out. When they go out, they come in. Exactly. So, you know, you're still in the race. You still need to breathe. Take it easy. That's the thing. I think what Liverpool players need right now is a calm manager that isn't looking for excuses. That's the problem. He just needs, the, just needs them to refocus and yeah. get back to the winning ways. Because Cause they, aren't play, they aren't playing that great recent weeks. They, they struggled against, uh, was it it was 4-3? Leicester? Palace. Chris struggled against Palace. And then drew on with Leicester, Got, yeah. Drew with Leicester and now they drew, drew on this game. Yeah. They usually would have won that. I mean, Salah, Salah's taken chances that he shouldn't be. Yeah. He needs to be a more, lot more composed. Firmino's link-up play has been poor. Mm. He's been looking very off. Um, Yeah, but he needs to relax. But again, this is, this might be because this new new territory, new territory to a lot of the players in the squad because Van Dijk, had an interview after the game. He sounded so cool. He was doing his thing, you know, look. He's always cool. Man. Yeah, no but, no, but there was something that kind of caught me by surprise about him. About him. So he was talking about, they asked him about the right-back situation. He said, look, we've got, is obviously, when you've got a back four settled, it's easier, it's mm. all that stuff, which is common sense, which he's saying the yeah, truth. And he said, you know, but Milner's been there, Fabinho's been there, we've got players that have got the quality to at least do the jobs, the position, so we'll be fine, that kind of stuff. And I, I was listening to that, I was like, yeah, that's good. That's what you need to be saying because You've drawn the game. You guys can't look at that and say, you know, it's oh, two points dropped and see, I've got a game, so now he has to watch them. Mm. Don't worry about them. Do your team. Exactly. But then he said this thing, and people might not see this as a big thing, but knowing how Van Dijk is so calm and he's not a snide person, this rattled me. You know, but people say, you, you stop talking because we're in a title race and some people are not. It's like, uh, wait, what? I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wh- why? I was like, why, why are you saying that for? You're in the title. Just say you're still in the title. Yeah. And leave it there. It, this might not seem like a big thing. I might be overreacting. A lot of people might say no. It's nice to read into it, but that, that's sounding a bit. I don't it was, know. It was, it was out of character, definitely. Yeah, it was definitely out of character. I don't you know, understand cause, why he said because that, he's been elite this season. He's been. He's been fantastic. He's done his thing. There's nothing for him to worry about. Um, and he's like made the, people... prob- the problems that they're, that they're facing aren't coming from his direction. No, not Everything at all. that goes from through him is stopped. Yeah, exactly. Literally. But it's, it's the ones around him that are letting him down. Exactly. So, you know, when I heard that, I was like, oh, okay. But again, I think mm. he's, I think mentally, I think he's fine. I don't think he lets himself get rattled by that kind of stuff. Oh, maybe. But Klopp is the one, you're the manager. Don't let this these draws get to you because if you let, if he win mm. and you do something really weird tactically against, uh, who did got this weekend? Huddersfield? Yeah. Is it Huddersfield? I'll ch- I'll ch- was it Cardiff? Check now. I think it might be Cardiff. I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, Liverpool have... Come on. Liverpool have... Bournemouth this weekend. Oh, Bournemouth. Okay. Oh, that's... Okay, so that's a funny game. It's Bournemouth at home. So it's a funny game, but it should, be a, it should be a home win. Yeah. Um, you go back to winning ways and they compose the team and yeah. say, okay, we've got back on track. Drive forward from yeah. here. Let's do our thing. That's what you have to focus on now and go from there. Hopefully he maintains that. But if he doesn't, mm. it could be a lot of trouble. I feel like right now, they need to start killing some teams. They need a slapping. 
They need to slap. A revenge beatdown. They need to slap somebody. Mm. Maybe it will come at Bournemouth because if it goes down to goal difference, City are clear. Yeah. City yeah, are clear. Yeah. So if, if they if City beat Everton, which is looking likely because Everton aren't, aren't great, no. they go top of the table on goal difference. Yes. They need to start hammering teams. Yes, start slapping. Because and it's that's the thing. Last year they were hammering teams left, right, and centre, but they were just getting the, the the odd dodgy result. Yeah. Now they're not getting dodgy results, but they're not slapping anybody. They're just that's the thing. I mean, but, but I mean, it's they okay. slapped Arsenal. Oh yeah, but it's yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's okay to do slapping once in a while. I think the more concerning thing for them last season was that they lacked still at the back and mm. then they added Van Dijk. So now that's all the worry's gone away. Speaking of but, FA Cup, by the way, balls are in it. They beat. They're losing to Shrewsbury Town right now. Oh, okay. So they're probably going up. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, you know, they added the still to the back um, and it's worked wonders as we've all seen. So they did what they needed to do in that regards and Salah is still scoring goals. Mane's doing his thing every now and again. Firmino's been in and out of the season. But... You just need to calm down. Just calm down, get your results, man. Yeah. Because City can go ahead and goal difference, but you've, you don't have a game in hand anyway. If you win all your games, it then, all takes to City to drop, drop a few points. Literally, you win all your games. And I, they you win have, your game in hand. They have the, the better running, Liverpool. They might do. I think they do have the they better might running. Do. I don't know. The but nicer run. I think re- they have a few home games against the big sides. Okay. And City have a few away games. Okay, so, that, so they could be they could be fine. But yeah, just don't let yourself get round. Hmm. Don't let it happen because you're in the prime position right now. Hmm. So you can go ahead and goal difference. But you win all your games. That includes your game in hand. Hmm. You've won. Exactly. So just try and keep going. But if they try and let anything get to their heads. And this moment... I don't want to mention Spurs really because I feel like they're not going to maintain it. But it, no, but this is an open thing for them because if, for example, both teams slip up, that's your opening because they're only five points off. That's yeah. two L's, and it's not even two L's, it's two draws. Literally, because one point just like that, and, and it's Spurs like, oh, are no. drawing games. They're either winning or losing, bro. It's, so it's if annoying. you it's if you annoying. continue to keep winning. Mm. Then everyone above you is gonna say. The thing where I, have to, I, I might have to take a, a step back on my uh, my potch agenda yeah. is is crap. Just. What's happening now? Yeah. Because he doesn't have anybody, and he's still getting results. And he's getting wins. He's getting results. There, there may be lucky wins, but he's getting wins. But bloody hell, man! And the subs are starting to make sense for the first time in a long time. That's one of my big things about Pochettino. As much as I like him, his substitutions at times are very very questionable. I feel like. The whole Lorente situation could have been handled better because if he gave him a game or few, a, a, a few games before Harry Kane got injured, he'd be sharp. Yeah, and yeah. he would, and he wouldn't be getting in position and then blaming the sun. It, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the that's that's the, the cut and dry of it. But, and, um, but yeah, no, I, I might have to take a step back. I still think he's he's overhead, yeah. but Liverpool, but no, yeah. Liverpool, Liverpool. It's it's one draw. Well, it's, it's two draws in a row now, but. Don't let it rattle you. Just yeah, try and keep just going. Keep just keep going. Just keep going. Simple as that. I hope this this uh, this segment was was agendaless and we and our, our, our listeners. <laughs> we didn't criticize them. We, we said criticize it was a bad it was a bad performance, but they're still in the title race. Exactly. Nothing to worry about. Exactly. Just take your time and play your football. Please, we, we try to be as nice as, as possible. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Don Max Junior is coming next weekend, so <laughs> or next weekend, next Tuesday. So next Tuesday, yeah. if if you're unhappy about signing Don Max Junior or Don Max Senior, <laughs> come and let me know, man. <laughs> It's all love, man. It's all love. I love you guys, man. We'll talk. There you go. Uh, top bins. What bins? Top bins. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Higuain. <laughs> yeah. Higuain. Yeah. Simple as. Team of the week. We have a few options. Goalkeeper. Efridge or Foster? 
Foster was really good as well, wasn't he? The reason they got the, the point. Okay, let's go with Foster. Fair enough. Uh, Wan-Bissaka or Doherty at right back? Doherty. Johnny or Shaw at left back? Johnny. Centre-back Solbamba, Christensen, Fernandinho or Bowley? Bowley and... Say the little three again. Bamba, Christensen, Fernandinho. Fernandinho didn't have much to do. Christensen. I'd say Bamba, but okay, we'll go Christensen. Bamba was good as well. Okay, right, let's go Bamba. Let's Bamba, go. Bamba Bowling. Let's okay, go Bamba. Fair enough. Centre mid, Pogba, Bobby Reed, Kante, Neves, then Docker or Moutinho. Then Docker, Moutinho, Pogba. Not Bobby Reed, the guy scored two. Bobby Reed's midfield, isn't he? Attacking mid, yeah, but we have three in the field. So okay, right, put him there then. Yeah, put him in there. In place is... of Pogba. My chest. Chest is chest, bro. So who is it? Bobby Reed. Moutinho. Moutinho and Dendoka, yeah. Dendoka, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Left wing. Hazard, Sterling or Son? Son scored the goal. Son was great. But Hazard Sterling, and Sterling were great. Yeah, also. They were great as well, exactly. Um, Hold on, was, was Son on the, on the left or right? You know what? Hazard really enjoyed today or that day so I'm going to give it to Hazard you disgust me man. he really enjoyed it I'm sorry you disgust me I was food man I'm sorry, sorry man you enjoyed it disgust me I'd say Sterling but anyway <laughs> right wing Antonio Willian Antonio yeah and centre forward Aguero Raul Jimenez or Higuain Aguero Patrick simple as that simple as that our team of the week is Foster Doherty Johnny Solbamba and Bowley well, we read Dendoka and Moutinho, Hazard, Antonio and Kun. Question, do you think we're ever going to bring back transfer deals on wheels? <laughs> a certain man would have to be here, but... Let's try and catch them on a weekend, isn't it? On, it has to be a transfer weekend. Oh, shoot, yeah. That's the reason we call it transfer like, deals on summer wheels. Hol- summer holidays, isn't it? Exactly, there are summer holidays. holidays. Well, I get some holidays, sorry. You, you, you teachers. Sorry. <laughs> guess where can they find... Oh, there's no guess. Michael, where can they find us, Coach Um can find us on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. iTunes. Can you do Spotify now? I mean, the RSS feed, does it feed in Spotify? Uh, no, I do it via SoundCloud, so I, I need to sort that out. Okay, all right. Uh, so soon, soon come. Soon come. Soon, soon come. come. Okay, so SoundCloud, iTunes, Twitter, FNX, and Pitch DMM Radio. Free in, in midfield. Thank um, you, and thank you, Roberto Rojas, again for thank you in giving us. This sorry. has been another episode of the Film Podcast. Good night. Soon.